Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today we have author Patty Ludman Chiapa, and she is here to talk about her amazing book, Sarah's Journey. She also will be sharing some of her own story and how she came about getting to the point to share some of what's happened in her past to help inspire and encourage other people. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you very much. It's an honor and pleasure to be on your show. Thanks so much. Before we talk about Sarah's Journey, which is just a lovely book full of wonderful insight and thoughts and a great read, I wanted you to share with the listeners some of your history, if you will, um, kind of in a nutshell as far as what you've endured and overcome to get to the place that you're at now. Oh, wow. This could take a while. Um, basically, I grew up on Long Island, New York, and my mom and dad, they were very hard workers, but we didn't have a lot of money growing up. We were on um, welfare, but we never knew it because our family was rich in love and laughter and faith. And during those years of growing up, we lived in lower-income housing, and it was really crime-infested and drug-infested. And my brother and I, we used to get beat up a lot. We used to get jumped going off the school bus and horror stories. Mm-hmm. We, used to, we used to have uh, drug addicts coming to our door in the middle of the night looking for drugs because the apartment that we lived in, a former drug addict was selling drugs at us. So they thought my parents were selling drugs. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so how did you get through those years, through those challenges and difficulties? Um, we we always had a really strong faith in God. So our faith got stronger through those years, and we bonded closer as a family because my brother and I basically, during those years, we only really had each other. Mm-hmm. So we're really, really close, my brother and I. That's great. I love to hear that. I know that sometimes family is all we have to really hold on to, but it helps get us to the next step in our journey. So yeah. after that, where did you end up going as far as pursuing um, your future as an adult? Okay, well, another another thing I would like to share with your listeners is Growing up, I was diagnosed with dyslexia, but my teachers basically thought I was really lazy and didn't want to do my schoolwork, Mm -hmm. so I could not read or write until I was 14 years old. Wow. And when I was in junior high school, I had an English teacher that um, finally discovered that I was dyslexic, Mm -hmm. and... My teacher and my parents helped me overcome that, and she encouraged me to write a poem for the school newspaper, and that really um, when I discovered my passion for writing. That's awesome. I'd love to hear stories like that. Thank Thank you so much for sharing that, because I think that there are great many teachers out there in the world who have helped people to inspire and encourage them and those very people like yourself end up creating wonderful works of art through poetry books um, video art itself images and I think that's just amazing that someone was able to find out what your situation was and then get the help that you needed 
Right. And um, I want to thank my teacher publicly. Her name is Miss Connie Stevies. And she's been a great inspiration to me, even after I became a high school graduate. And by the way, I graduated with honors. I became, um, I was on honor roll and everything. That's wonderful. What an honor. Thank you. So I want to thank my teacher and everybody that helped me along the way, too. So what did you do following high school then? What was your journey like from that point on? Well, I got a job working at a factory, and I worked there for 10 years. And during that time, I kept writing. I wrote poems. I wrote um, Christian song lyrics. And I kept submitting it to all different publishers, but I kept getting rejected. But I kept believing that God ordained me to share his word through my life experiences. Mm-hmm. So I met my husband while we were working at the factory, and we got married. And and then after that, my writing kind of got put on hold because I had 14 family members diagnosed with cancer during that time. Oh, my. We had to take over, you know, helping them out. So my writing kind of got put on hold. Mm-hmm. And in 2006, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He had been diagnosed with brain cancer. And one of the last things my dad said to me is, make sure your book is published. That was a promise he made me keep to him. Mm -hmm. So I kept submitting to different publishers. And finally, Tay Publishing picked up my book, Sarah's Journey. Awesome. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about how the different experiences you had in your life, I'm sure, you know, facing cancer in family members and the dyslexia and things like that, how did that all affect and shape your writing? I wanted to help inspire people, especially people that might be learning disabled, that heard that they cannot accomplish their dreams. I wanted to show that anybody could overcome dyslexia or any different kind of learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. So I chose to write Christian because God had touched me in such a way, powerful way, that I overcame all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You stood above it and you did what you knew was your passion and your purpose. Is that right? Yes. I love that. And I think that's so critical for people to understand that All of us have different things that we come from, places we come from, issues and circumstances that we have to deal with, some of them worse than others, but we always need to find that place of hope and faith and follow and pursue our dreams because things, dreams do come true and things can happen for us that we never imagined. And I'm assuming some of those things are what's happened with uh, you and publishing the book Sarah's Journey. Yes. Yes. So can you tell the listeners a bit about what Sarah's Journey is? Sarah's Journey is about a young woman who um, is also struggling with her faith. She is growing up in a small farming town in Georgia, and she has a strong relationship with God until she's disfigured in a tragic fire. And then she feels like because she is scarred that God cannot love her anymore. Mm-hmm. 
and her friends and family rally around her, and Sarah starts discovering that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it matters, it counts what's on the inside, and mm-hmm. that God will never abandon you in your time of need. Mm-hmm. Powerful message, for sure, and one that you yourself have lived through. Yes. I yes. love that. So was any of Sarah's journey your own personal story, or were there just um, parts of what you experienced and learned in the story? Well, lots of it was um, what I learned throughout my life as far as faith, um, that God will never abandon you. You could get angry at God. You can tell him to get out of your life, but God will never leave you. Mm-hmm. When you consider the uh, best audience for your book, what would you say would that, what audience do you think that is? I think it can touch anybody's life because it's a strong message of faith and friendship and forgiveness as well. There's a lot of twists and turns in Sarah's journey, and I believe everybody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you there. I think that sometimes uh, there's a little bit too much that goes into making sure that you, that you write for a particular audience because when you are writing inspirational uh, messages and stories of, of that nature, it can really touch anyone's life's life no matter what you know their circumstances or what they've been through as we said earlier everyone has their own story and has been through different things can you tell the listeners how um, Sarah's journey writing it and publishing it how has that affected your family unit and you and your husband like I said my dad made me promise that I was going to get this book published no matter what it took so my mom um she is the first one that always reads my work. So mm-hmm. she kind of said, you know, she gave me little corrections here and there, what I should add to the story, what I shouldn't. And my husband, he's my biggest fan. He's just been cheering me on the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so you had the support that you needed to be able to really make this come true, even though I'm sure there were times along the way that you felt discouraged, especially being rejected by certain publishers? Yes. And then I also had publishers, too, that told me they would publish my book if I took out the Christian element, and I just could not do that because mm-hmm. that's who I am. I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, and I can understand that you need to stay true to yourself and to your values and beliefs, and I think that's a critical message to send out to people is that no matter what your beliefs are or your value system, we have to hold on to that despite wanting to have something happen for us or to follow our dreams. Right. And it's a lot of pressure today um, for Christians. You know, we're supposed to live up to a certain standard, but the world tells us that we're not supposed to do that and that we're supposed to be materialistic and make a million dollars, you know, everybody says to me, oh, you're only making a certain amount on your books. Well, yeah, I'm only making a certain amount on my books, but I know at the end of the day, I'm doing what God wants me to do, and the money doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, and I've heard other people say the same thing. I think that there's a lot of value to living your life purpose, to being at peace, and to feeling uh, joyful and grateful for all that you have in your life. And I'm sure you can relate to that, having dealt with cancer in your family 
and your disability of dyslexia and things like that, there's a lot of things to still be grateful for. Yes. Every day um, I see miracles happen, small and big, in my life and the lives of my family. Um, just recently, my husband's aunt has been diagnosed with bladder cancer, and two days she underwent a surgery that was supposed to take hour, eight hours, okay. and the doctor sitting in four and a half hours. And she was up, sitting up in bed already at the end of the day. So that's a miracle to me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I love that you can recognize those things because I think that sometimes we all get inundated with, you know, regular life, day-to-day -day life, stress, kids, money, spouses, whatever it is. And we forget to see that there are good things happening all the time, every day, really, if you look for them. And it's yeah. just that we don't open our mind and our heart to see them and then to have the grateful attitude that we should have, that we are really blessed in so many areas of our lives. It's just really important to remember those things so we don't get caught up in despair and depression and all that. Right. Just getting up in the morning and breathing is a miracle in itself. Absolutely. No. I have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> so, Patty, can you talk to the listeners about the journey that you've had with writing? Because I know you talked about writing poetry and writing for years now and different stories and things like that. How has it affected you as far as your emo emotional and mental health? Writing for me is a release. I have never smoked, I have never drank, I've never done drugs. So it's an emotional release. And to me, writing is almost prayerful mm -hmm. because everything I write is dedicated to God. So it's my prayer to God. I want my writing to reflect what gifts God has given me and my gratefulness to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, I totally agree with that because I think that's important to be able to put everything in perspective. Our experiences, our past, um, the anger, the fear, the pain, whatever it may be. And I wonder, having done all the writing that you do, what is it that you find as a key message, if you will, or a theme that when you look back at what you've written, is there something in there in particular that says, okay, this really is a reflection of me? Um, I would say say a lot of my poems are a reflection of me because I have written um, poems. That's what I really started writing out. So those are really a reflection of me. Everything is a reflection of me, but my poems, I would say, really has my heart and soul into it. Is there a particular theme in the poems? It's just being thankful to God for everything that he's given me. Mm-hmm. So you would say you're a pretty grateful sort of person and you walk around with an attitude of gratitude. Yes, I do. Love it. I think that is a positive way to live and really something that people need to remember is, you know, always available to each of us to just stop and pause and reflect on the good things in our lives and the things that we have as true blessings, you know, whether it's a miracle or not, it could be just a simple blessing in life that we need to recognize. And I will say that having uh, re read parts of your book, the excerpt, and seeing you on Facebook, you always have positive and encouraging messages to share with others. And I think that's just so valuable to many people who need that, you know, lift up, if you will, and need that little boost of encouragement and joy in their lives. 
And I want to ask you how you came about feeling that that was something that you were willing to do to share those messages with others. And what are you hoping to achieve by doing so? I'm just hoping to inspire and uplift all my brothers and sisters because I had a friend um, that when I was going through a dark, very dark period in my life, she was my candle. When I could not see through my darkness, she was my candle. And I want to do that for others. That's awesome. I love that. And I think that it's important that all of us have that candle, so to speak. That's a great analogy to use, by the way. Thank you. So what would you say to other people out there who are aspiring writers? Because you know as well as I do that it's not easy to get published. Uh, it's not easy sometimes to shape your message or to come up with the right product, if you will, to be able to get it out to the masses. Do you have some key tips since you've been on this journey for a while and now have your book published? I would just say be true to yourself and be true to your writing. Do not... Um bends or folds when somebody tells you to change your story and you know in your heart that's the story you want to give to the world do not change it and just don't give up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that makes sense I think that's important it may take years sometimes but if your message is really critical and meant to be out there it will happen in one way or another right and I understand that you also go out and speak my dream would be to go back to my old high school and speak in front of the other special education students and say, say I was sitting in your chair and look what God has brought me to now. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome dream and aspiration to have and I hope that that happens for you because I think that as you know part of your story matters is all about sharing the story but when we're able to really connect with other people that have experienced similar things challenges, obstacles that we've overcome, it really is empowering. It is. Were there people along your path that empowered and inspired you or particular books or something other than your relationship with God and your prayer life? Well, there was um, a rock band called Striper, mm -hmm. and they had a really big influence on my life. Um, when I was living in the, I'm going to call it the projects, the lower income housing, um, lots of times I couldn't go outside because my parents would be fearful of us getting beat up or something, you know. So I used to sit and listen to their records, and they always inspired and lifted my heart through their music. Mm -hmm. So that's what I hope to do for other people through my writing. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, and I think that's a great avenue to pursue how to encourage and inspire many people. Do you think that there are other avenues that you may pursue in the future other than writing and doing speaking? I would really hope to um, do Christian song lyrics again. That's one dream I've always had. Mm -hmm. Based on what you've said so far, I think that can most definitely come true for you to pursue all of your dreams and make all of them a success and you know Thank find you. ways to reach many lives and I think that of course is very important when we have certain gifts and talents to share them with everyone as much as possible. Can you share with the listeners some of the other things you've learned along your journey because you've mentioned you know being in a difficult situation during your childhood and having to deal with dyslexia, having to deal with rejection as far as your writing. 
were there things that you learned about who you are within yourself and things that you know that would be helpful tips for others to recognize? I would say that I learned that I'm stronger than I really thought I was in the first place Mm -hmm. going through this. And that when you get picked on when you're in school, it's because the bullies or the people picking on you have something inside their soul that they're not happy about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to recognize is that people usually have their own inner turmoil or pain or anger, and that's often the very ones who lash out at others. Right. It is. How have you been able to learn to deal with that? Because I'm sure it's not the same now being an adult, but as a child, it's horrendous to be bullied and picked on and to be outside of the circle, so to speak. Are there ways that you personally have learned to deal with those sort of things and those sort of people? Well, for me, I always relied on my faith, and it always helped having a really loving family around. My parents, I could always talk to about anything. We always had an open conversation about these things that were going on in school. So I feel like children need a really good, strong support system to get through that. And what would you recommend for people who are struggling trying to find their support system for their children or for themselves if they're adults? Because I know, you know, especially nowadays, there's families who both parents are working, kids are in daycare, some kids go home alone still. Um, is Are there support systems or things you can recommend? If you don't have a, a family member that you can talk to, and you're in school, I would say if you have a, a teacher you trust, you can talk to them. If you have a pastor, you could talk to them. Or even sometimes just talking to a really good friend helps. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, and I think that that's important along all of our journeys is to have that someone, or if not one person, more than one person, to share our thoughts and feelings with. And I think that creates our ability then to learn from our own experiences and stories to find the wisdom in that and to later on share it with others. Right. As far as your story and your journey, are there a few things that you've learned, nuggets of wisdom, if you will, that you can share with the listeners? Um, Just love yourself and know that you're loved by God. And no matter what the world throws at you, know that God has put you on this earth for a special purpose. You might not see it or know what it is at the time, Mm -hmm. but you will discover it along the way. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important message to put out there, and that's, you know, one of the messages that I find myself repeating often is to learn from your journey, from your experiences, both the bad and the good, and you will, in fact, discover your true purpose in life. And then you have to take that and do something with it, whether it's writing or creating something or just, you know, being a better parent, a better spouse, whatever it is, there is a purpose for each of our lives. Right. And we have to remember, too, that we're on this earth and we affect others. We are all linked together. Mm-hmm. Even though it's sometimes hard to remember that, that your actions might affect a child or you might inspire a stranger on the street. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. So I think that really speaks to how we present ourselves, how we role model ourselves to others. And that is in the day-to-day of how we speak, how we act, uh, how we you know, present ourselves in public settings. 
things like that, it's just critical to think about how that might affect other people because you are very right. It, we do affect people and sometimes we don't even realize it. Right. So someone can hear something we say or read something we wrote and really have a moving experience from that. Or on the other hand, if it was something negative or detrimental to a particular group or person, they can take that and really have the negative effect and connotations of that, of feeling, you know, angry or bitter or, right. you know, just lashing out about their own issues because of something we, in fact, said or did. Right. And we got to remember, too, after we're gone and we die, that our friends, our family, all the people we met in our lives, they're going to be part of our legacy. And our spirit, our light is going to be shining within them. However we touch their lives, they will um, touch another's. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a ripple effect, and that is the whole point behind your Story Matters radio show is that if we each could learn from our stories and then take that wisdom and share it with others in whatever manner, we really are a beacon of light and hope and faith to other people, and that does go on. And so it's an awesome thing to know that we all can leave behind a legacy of sort if we just share something that we've learned and share something that we've overcome or how we did that. And that is so critical for everyone to understand. I really, really appreciate your willingness to share your story and to just be so open as you are on Facebook and other places and willing to just share what you've endured and what you've overcome and your positive and joyful attitude is quite wonderful and refreshing. Thank you very much. Tell the listeners how they could get their copy of Sarah's Journey or be in contact with you. They can find me on Facebook, and I'm also on MySpace. And they could order my book through Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles, or www.tapepublishing.com. And for each book I sell, I'm going to be giving $2 to the American Cancer Society. That's wonderful. I love that. I saw you post that on Facebook, and of course you know I'm a very uh, big proponent of solving the cancer mystery and fighting cancer. So that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And again, you're showing once again a wonderful model of giving back. When you receive, you give back, and it just comes back to you tenfold, not just financially, but by the benefit of knowing that you're doing the right thing and you're being the best person that you can be. Right. I write because I'm passionate about it. Like I said in the beginning of the show, it's not about money for me. I'm just passionate about writing. And I hope that my writings will inspire people to help each other and love each other and be a little gentler towards one another. I love that. I think that's a great aspiration to have. And I think you're already doing that and more will come for sure. Can you spell the name that you have on Facebook so that if people want to find you there, they can understand how to click in your name easily? My first name is Patty, and my maiden name is Luderman, L-E-U-D-E-M-A-N, and my married name is Chiapa, so it's C-H-I-A-P-P-A. And Patty is P-A-T-T-I? Yes. Okay, so if anyone wants to... Find Patty on Facebook. That's the information. If you'd like to find the book Sarah's Journey, you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. I wish you continued success with all that you're doing, Patty. And again, I hope that you will have even more encouraging and inspiring messages to share with us in the future. Thank you. God bless.